Well, boys, it's been eight episodes. But I think it's about time we cover the big papa, the German Reich himself. I'm definitely going to be making a lot of Man in the High Council references in this. There's a lot of history I can talk about, as well as that scenario being a really compelling one as well. And without further ado, let's just get into this. I, I'm Chipper Carius. You're here on Hearts of Iron. The first thing I need to go over is the scenario for Man in the High Castle, right? If you don't know, if you're new to the show, Man in the High Castle is this show following this assortment of teenagers. It's on Amazon Prime. You can look that up if you have it. Completely free for Prime members. I'm, I'm not sponsored, by the way. I know it sounds like I'm sponsored, but I'm not. It's a show on Amazon Prime. Um, following this assortment of characters, but the entire basis of the show is that they're in this alternate universe where the Nazis won World War II, right? The Axis won World War II. And so now the world is divided between these two megastates, these two superstates, the Japanese Empire and the Greater German Reich. So, I believe Philip K. Dick's scenario, because, you know, it's from the book by Philip K. Dick, I believe his scenario works out mostly. I appreciate the historical references to many of Hitler's planned public works projects. For instance, the Volkshalle. Volkshalle? I think I pronounced that right. It's this giant domed building where the future that can address um, a crowd of up to 150,000 people, I think it is. Something like that. Um, Hitler's new capital is renamed from Berlin to Germania. What, there's another thing mentioned in the book. Um, Hitler wanted his own Arc de Triomphe, like the one in Paris. Except like a hundred times bigger. Which was planned for Berlin, for his future capital. But it was never built. There is, it's a reason involving the swampy, marshy ground of Berlin, something like that. It can't support it. But, hold on. But in uh, Philip K. Dick's scenario, this is built as well, right? Plus there's massive infrastructure put in. Um, most of Berlin is connected by like a giant monorail spanning the entire city. Um, there's the... Um, I believe it's called the German Worker Statue. Um, it, it, it's like right in the middle. It's actually it's where the Reichstag's park is in our world. So it's it's like right in front of the Reichstag. So you can actually go see where that would be in our world. But in that in the world of Man in the High Castle, it's this massive German Worker Statue thing. There's also, I don't think Hitler actually had this planned, but there's the Gondol statue. I forget what it's actually called from the show. I have to rewatch it. But there's this big statue. They're going to demolish the Statue of Liberty and they're going to put this big statue in place representing the future generation of the Aryan race, something like that. And the first dynamite would explode at the tick of Yagno. 
which is the year zero. They would completely restart the calendar. 1962 would become year zero. And the age of German hege hegemony would begin. There's many other things as well, but there's a few other, th a few other things to know. First of all, Germany controls this through a massive network of puppet states. You probably know about the Reichskommissarats and the uh, Reichsprotektorats. I'm probably butchering that, by the way. Um, but in Hoi 4, you can form the Reichskommissarats. There's Reichsprotektorat Ostland, which is basically just Belarus. You conquer the Soviet Union, you can saddle a Reichsprotektor at Ostland. Um, and Reichsprotektor at Ukraine as well. There's the Reichsprotektor at uh, Norwegen. There's Reichsprotektor at Nederland. And Reichsprotektor at Birgen. Birgen Nordfrankreich. There's another one you can form, which I didn't actually think this was a thing. But there's another one you can form that's um, called Reichsprotektor Nordafrika. If you, say, conquered Italy and satellite Libya, having already formed the Reichskommissarats, you will also you will get Reichsprotektor at Nordafrika as well. Which I think I thought it was cool when I discovered it, but it, that doesn't work out for anything else apparently. But Germany also had a number of other puppet states. For example, most of um, most of Africa in the world of Man of the High Castle is controlled by the Reichsprotectorat Africa, something like that. And um, there's and there's Arabia and Russia and like a bunch of Siberia and Central Asia. That's just under direct direct control of the Reich. The Reich owns mainland Europe. Just keep that in mind. That was Hitler's main goal to achieve. Hirohito's main goal to achieve, on the other hand, was to take all of Asia. You probably know this. I want to take out China. If you know Hawaii 4, you can form the reorganized government of China as the Japanese puppet. <sighs> There's a focus to take out the Soviet Union as well. You can, um, like, take most of their Pacific coast and puppet the rest, right? So Japan, in even in the world of the show, was much more lenient in their rule. I don't think they would be in real life. Especially in the Americas, right? America's a rebel nation. So, uh, they, if what they did in China is any consolation, I don't think they would be as lenient with the Americas as they are on the show. That might be something I want to change about Phillips, uh, the Dick scenario. But, there's some other things as well. Like how in the, in the world of the show, there is... Uh, Germany pu can puppet the um, United States, right? If they conquer the United States, they conquer the United States and they puppet them and form the American Reich. On the, sh on the show, of course. It's basically the Eastern United States. And the all of Canada isn't part of Japan or the neutral zone. 
Japan puppeted the western states, it's called the Pacific States of America. And they took most of Canada and Alaska, to my knowledge. I need to rewatch the show. Um, and the bit that isn't part of Japan or Germany becomes the neutral zone in the show. In the book, it's called the Free States of America. Okay. We've covered most of the continents, but what about South America? South America is not very contested. The only time they mention anything about Latin America in Man of the High Castle in the show is like, a couple brief mentions of Mexico. That's it. It's canon to the show and the book that Mexico is independent. I don't know how they would have escaped that. If you go back to see my first episode... Uh, on Japan, they would probably be the first target, right? And in Hoi 4 as well, I think that's an optimal strategy. Uh, it's from Canada and... See, if you take out the United Kingdom, you, you... If you take out the United Kingdom, right, it'll call in all the allies. But the UK is the only major nation. So you can immediately defeat Canada right off the bat, just by conquering some island off your coast. But the supply lines of Mexico are going to be a lot longer, especially a lot longer than to the eastern United States. You have to go through a bunch of American-controlled waters, and that's not going to be easy in any way. For Japan, it's going to be easier because the Pacific Ocean around the area is mostly empty, but it's still going to be a long-ass journey, <laughs> so it's going to take a while. Establishing supply lines all the way across the Pacific Ocean is not an easy task. So... As strategic of a point as it is, it's not very likely it would have been taken. So that's pretty accurate, I'd say, but I'm very heavily debating that. In the show, Colombia is also completely independent. I don't know what that's about either. But the rest of Central America that isn't Mexico is taken by the Japanese, Peru, Ecuador... And I believe Chile is taken by the Japanese as well. The rest of it belongs to Germany, of course. Especially Argentina, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, what else is there? What else is there? What else fun is there about a German win scenario? Did you know that Germany and Japan established the. I think it was a 77 parallel? It was a line that spanned. Basically, Siberia, um, Central Asia, and like right on the border of Iran, that split the world down this line between Germany and Japan. And the, Hitler accepted this. They both agreed on this. They didn't make such a line for the New World, which I think would have been beneficial in helping both of them in the long run. Because it's going to help to establish peaceful relations a lot better. It's not going to make such contested territories as the Pacific states is. Because, the, and in the world of the show, because the Japanese are so lenient, it allows the resistance to rise up in the Pacific states. So, I'm going to internally debate that a lot. Was it worth it for the Japanese? Absolutely not. Did they make the right decision in our world either? Not at all.
I did try this out for myself. There's a couple weird things about an Axis win scenario. Um, first of all, the Rex Commissorats, the Rex Protectorats tend to take, um, the Rex Protectorats of Ostland and Ukraine take the ten mo t tend to take most of your Russian territory. Um, but you know, having puppets and protectors is always a good shield to protect you from resistance and to... Protect you from enemies, is my point. I, I think that's always a good idea. Uh, but the, uh... I don't know, I just find the rice protector that's annoying at times. Uh, the... But there's a couple weird things that arise from it. I did not know this, but fascist Kazakhstan. Yes, this is a thing in Man in the High Castle as well. Um, Japan, when Japan defeats, Japan and Germany together, I should say, when they both defeat the Soviet Union, they take a lot of territory, they puff it a lot of stuff, right? Germany and the Reichs Protectorats take most e of the land east of the Ural, uh, west of the Urals. Japan takes Russia's Pacific Coast, the Russian Far East, gives up to Manchuria, eh. And puppets arrest, but not before, of course, satellite in Kazakhstan. <laughs> Fascist Kazakhstan is known as Alash Orda. I have no idea what it means. I doubt there are any Kazakis that watch my show, but if you do, please contact me and tell me what that means, because I have no freaking clue. I even tried Googling it. I have no idea. So, where did Paradox get this freaking information? I have no idea. But it's also a plot point in the show. Japan, um, uh, Central Asia is like a big puppet state of Japan. It's Japanese Central Asia. In the show, but there's also the Japanese Raj. In, in, in Hoi 4, you know... Anytime you puppet the Raj, any any country puppets the Raj, it becomes Japanese Raj, or German Raj, or Persian Raj, right? <laughs> I think we all know this. But, in Middle High Castle, it's called Japanese India. Now, I imagine if Native Americans took it over, it'd be called Indian India. And this happens in a couple other places. Um, I believe the uh, I said this before, but the Congo becomes, say, German Congo, for example. If you conquer the Congo and puppet it, it if you conquer Belgium and, sa and satellite the Congo, any country, it will, whatever country you are, it will become blank country Congo, German Congo, Japanese Congo. You get the idea. Uh, I also. I also recently did this in a game. I formed German Central Arabia. There's a lot of things to unpack here. <laughs> Very creative naming, I'll say that. <laughs> uh, 
But you know, in an actual German win scenario, you're going to want to take Arabia probably first. Why? To secure your oil, quite frankly. You're going to take Russia pretty early. Why? They have a lot of factories. They have a lot of manpower. They have a lot of fields for growing grain, right? Ukraine is the breadbasket of Europe. Now, and they have a lot of petroleum and coal as well. So much so, in fact, that to this day, they're the number one supplier of petroleum and national, natural gas to the EU. And right now, right now as I'm recording this, during the coronavirus pandemic, oil prices are so low because Russia and Saudi Arabia are locked in an oil price war. As a result, they have gone way down. So, I think that really drives home the point. You want to take Russia, you want to take Arabia early. Which is why you have to have Turkey on your side. <laughs> Turkey has a pretty strong military for a Middle Eastern nation. The only independent, the only other really independent country in the Middle East is Oman, first of all, Saudi Arabia, and Iraq. All of them are pretty weak. The, the only pr country that's kind of in the Middle East that's anywhere near powerful is Iran. So they're going to be pretty, that might be a big challenge, especially with the mountains. Definitely want to have Turkey on your side, though. If you make them a puppet, you can probably annex. You'll be able to annex them later. But for the moment, I think it's best practice just to puppet Turkey. Uh, they will. They will help an incredible amount with trying to conquer the Middle East. Right? You can blitzkrieg right across the desert. Tanks are really good at that. Oh, my mic's wrong. Tanks are really good at blitzkrieg through the desert, right? You, you'll get through there pretty easily. They'll get the Turks will get through there pretty easily, especially with your help. Just promise them, like I don't know, Ottoman lands or something. Former Ottoman lands. They'll stay on your side for long enough. Uh, but if you already have Italy on your side, you can probably come at them from two sides by conquering the Sinai Peninsula pretty early. Again, use tanks. Uh, yeah, this is Suez, the Sinai Peninsula, and the Suez Canal. Those are pretty crucial as well. Uh, they're both pretty crucial. And if you have Turkey on your side, you also control the Strait of Bosphorus, so you can cut off Russia's convoys if you need to. They do have a port on the east coast, but it's barely active and probably won't be much of anything. But if worse comes to worst, you can have Japan blockade them there. No big deal, right? Um, what else is there to cover? Alright, what do you want to conquer America? Holding... Supply lines across the Atlantic is I mentioned this earlier. It's pretty hard, right? So your best practice is going to be if you want to conquer Britain You can do that If you feel like conquering Britain you can get like paratroopers probably not gonna get a naval invasion use like paratroopers or something um, And you can probably take all take out all their victory points pretty easily 
So land paratroopers in British territory. You you can get probably momentary air superiority in order to land them. So there's that. Uh, if you're really taking on Britain, do that. But you'll get a Labrador in Newfoundland over in Canada. So you could take them out, and you have a pretty long stretch of border with the United States to take them out with. Much like the desert, it's pretty easy to blitzkrieg across the United States. I would use a lot of tanks if I were you. A lot of tanks, maybe some cavalry, probably, once you get further south. But we're trying to replicate the man in the high castle scenario here. So, you're going to want to... Puppet America, give them Canada... And that's basically the American Reich right there. If you want to form the neutral zone with Japan, you can, but it's going to be pretty hard trying to do the whole two puppets thing. In short, you have to do a civil war, and I don't feel like explaining it right now. I could probably make a tutorial at some point, but it's a pretty long process. You have to do some very highly specific things, and I don't feel like going through that in a couple of minutes on my show here. Um, both are replicating the man in the high castle scenario here. You're going to want to get Japan in the war too, so at least they can puppet the Pacific states, take most, take the Pacific coast of Canada. But you will need a Pacific coast somewhere. So if all if all else fails, take Haida Gwaii. Um, let's see, what else is there? South America, just take Brazil's capital. They'll capitulate pretty quickly. Um, you're probably not going to get across the desert, so you're going to want to do a naval invasion on a bunch of... Um, not the desert, uh, the jungle, my bad. Probably not going to get across the jungle, so you're going to, you're just going to want to do a naval invasion across like Venezuela or Colombia. Uh, I guess Colombia would be independent. Uh, for, this, for the sake of this scenario... I don't want to leave Columbia independent. That's going to help you take out Panama from both sides. Because you want to secure the Panama Canal as well. That's pretty pretty crucial. Uh, but just for the sake of the scenario, let's say you, you and Japan split Colombia. So you'll do that. You take... Um, I assume you took Guyana from... Actually, if you took Guyana from England, you won't even need a naval invasion. You just take over Venezuela through there. Might be some pretty thick jungle though. So I'd just watch out for attrition if I were you. Just to play it safe, I would still do the naval invasion, but if if you want to, you can go through Guyana. Um, once you once you get Venezuela, you have a pretty strong. And I hope you took out France by this point, because that's just what the AI does. You, you tend to take out France pretty early, so you're going to have French Guyana, too. You tend to take out the Netherlands pretty early, as well, so you're going to take out um, Dutch Guyana, or I guess it's known as Suriname. And you would take it out... So you would have all that territory in South America, right? Take out Brazil's capital pretty easy. Uh, go go through there, take out Venezuela, go through there. You, it's a pretty good hub to take over all South America. You can go through Argentina, Uruguay, Paraguay, and... Let, let let leave Japan alone to take Chile, Peru, and Ecuador, and you t you take over Venezuela. We talked about that, and split Colombia. 
Now you're going to want to come in from both sides. At this point, Mexico could be fascist or they couldn't be fascist. So, to play it safe, I would start a coup there just to start a civil war so, so they're on your side. You don't have to annex them. We're going with the scenario here. Um, so, to call the scenario here, keep Mexico independent, but like make them an ally. So, at least you're on the same team. But, oh, excuse me. Um, you're going to want to cut through them in order to take out Panama from both sides. You could have already taken the United States by this point, but they take a long time to capitulate. And if you're still at war, it's going to take, it's not going to be as long to justify the war goals. So, I think that's best practice. Just take out Panama from both sides. You'll be fine. We haven't talked a lot about Africa yet, which, which is, well, well, there's a reason for that. It's because it's not very significant in the game. Like, there's nothing important that comes out of Africa except, like, maybe the war between Italy and Ethiopia. That's about it. There is the, um, offensive through the desert. Like, with Italy trying to take out Britain and France from its Libyan colonies. Uh, but if you already took out Belgium, like I said, you satellited the Ger the Congo, you you formed the German Congo, right? They probably did their own. You could have sent some. Let me sort my. So let me sort through my thoughts, okay? You you annex Belgium, right? And you satellite the German Congo. And oh, my mic is weird. As soon as you take out Britain, France, at least from their mainlands, you can send some expeditionary forces down to the German Congo, and they could take out the African territories, no problem at all. Japan will probably take out Free France and Indochina, and you probably will take Labrador and Newfoundland as soon as they capitulate. So, not an issue. Not an issue. Not at all. This is, this is why I don't talk much about Africa, because there's nothing to talk about there. There's nothing to talk about with Africa, right? It's just that. That's the only reason it exists is, for, for, is to give an excuse to have Charles de Gaulle come back to give them free France. But, you know, it is what it is. I think it's interesting to mention that the first Reichsmarschall of North America and Man in the High Castle was Erwin Rommel, like the Desert Fox himself. So, that's a big change from our timeline there. Uh, I believe that is all the time we have for today, boys. Um, this is also another shorter episode, but it's not as short as last week. I will definitely see you all next week. This is Chipper. This is Hearts of Iron. I'm out. Have a good day.